Simo Show, Monday nights, 8 till 10pm. That's it. It's that time of the week again. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen of the Adelaide Hills. You are listening to the Simo Show once again by choice. We do hope it's by choice. And Mitch Miller, not Mitch Miller, Mitch Driver sits across from me. Big oh, plays. Man. How you doing? Got my name wrong. It's a good start. I do try. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sitting all the way further across the desk, I can't even reach him. Mark Oates, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I am a little bit overexcited. The handover <laughs> always kind of gives me the chills. I'm shaking over here. I'm not even diabetic. What's going on? Oh, I thought it was just the wind. <laughs> now, it is a little bit like that. You've managed to make it all the way up here from where? Ah, we've come all the way up from... Well, I've come from Paynham. Wow. Yeah, but Anna's come all the way from, gosh, a long way, the beach. And your associate, who, associate we, who we'll get on air relatively shortly. Now, what I like to do is I like to uh, start the program off with a little bit of a question, a little bit of kind of an alternate reality, if you like, just to see what you're about. <laughs> now, uh, let's imagine for a moment you're singing. Yes. Okay, you do do that. That's something that you do? I do that a little bit. Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know, Mark Oates is a, an incredible <laughs> vocalist from... Uh, wait, have you reached nas- nationwide? Is uh, that- yeah, well, I've performed in Sydney and Brisbane. Uh, I've uh, not performed in Perth yet. I've performed in Melbourne. Okay, yeah, right. So, you know, a bit. Well, let's imagine you're putting together a one-man show. Yes. Okay. Now, who's going to play Mark Oates? You can have any music celebrity, any any high-profile musician that you like. Who do you think is going to do a good job? Uh, well, you, you know, you're casting yourself. I, I'd, no, no, I'd start with Hugh Jackman, but he's probably yeah, I was he's just a little bit tall. To say that. He's a bit tall. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, he's not quite chubby enough. Okay, that would be a bit of a problem. Um, so you know, I think uh, from an Australian point of view here, um, if he were still alive, I'd get Peter Allen to play me. I think. Okay, right. Yeah. And the what was the decision behind that? So what he could put on the weight is that? What, what? Oh no, no, I think Peter Allen could probably well, see. Peter Allen can do anything. Oh, and, you know, right. And um, I, I do spend um, a lot of time um, listening to Peter Allen. I love Peter Allen, so I think that would be a great place to so start. So you've, you've gone for the all rounder. I have. Well, we'll get to your. Everyone needs inspiration, even even you know even when they're not 12 anymore. Yeah. So we'll get on to that a little bit later. What about yourself, big plays, in, Mitchell? Well, in, a, in a musical? Yeah, in a musical of your life. Ooh. Who would you get to play? And you know what? You? At, at, at first thought, I also would have thought Hugh Jackman actually. <laughs> coincidentally, well, like, you know he's free. I've freed him up for you. So, you know. um, I think I'm going to have to go. I'm gonna have to, I think I'm going to go with something you might not expect and say uh, Christopher Walken. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, see, he was me keeping it just to Australian. Yeah. Oh, of I course. didn't realize we could stretch ourselves. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm. I'm Christopher Walken, he did a song in uh, The Jungle Book and it was awful, but, I mean, I'm a bad singer. So uh, it's all about authenticity. Uh, Wouldn't that, uh, his dialogue, if you were doing a one-man show with him, that would increase its running time... It would be doubly as long. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the point. You just obviously. want people to in like kind of indulge in your life a little bit longer. <laughs> it's all about immersion. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Speaking of immersion, uh, this is a track dedicated to our show. This is uh, because I love you. Love our show. Please do. <laughs> a little bit more from Mark Oates in a bit. Simo Show, Monday nights, 8 till 10pm. The dulcet tones of Abby Hampton from a couple of weeks ago welcoming everyone back into the live studio. This is Simon saying Mitchell's name. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need, no, no, no. His name's Mark. <laughs> Mitch saying Mark's name. And this is Mark saying Simon's name. Brilliant. Now, I'm a big fan of that one. He got it. He he knew what it was. He's He's not supposed to be good at it. (laughs) He's been listening. (laughs) See, no, see, when you're the guest, you have to actually pay attention. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, I just sort of doze off and then I come back every 10 minutes. I can tell by the glaze over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's all dull. (laughs) 
It was actually, I was actually the only one that spoke on this program for months. He just came and, and sat in the corner and slept. I, seriously, I've not seen better glaze on a crispy. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mark, you're here to talk about a show that you're, that's upcoming. Yes. This, what, this weekend? Yeah, this weekend at the entertainment, at, oh, at, the, at the convention centre in the city. I'm um, performing with um, some amazing aerial performers in a show, um, surprisingly enough, called Aerial. Now, for most of those people that are listening in right now, yeah. hey guys, big fans of Mark, my name's Simon, also glad you joined us. <laughs> now, you are going to give everyone that isn't uh, kind of a, a fan of Mark just yet, but yes. they will be in about 10 minutes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, let them know who you are. Uh, kind of what you're about, everything that you've done, you know, some of your favourite stuff. Yeah. What, yeah, give us a bit of a lowdown. So you're telling me I have to talk to you for 10 minutes about No, nah, not 10. Well, that's I mean, a big relief because that's quite frightening. Well, no, that's how long it takes for the audience kind of to sink in. Ah, and then they go, right. actually, you know what? I kind of like that guy. <laughs> oh, it usually takes a couple of years for me. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it takes longer. Well, I think, like, for me, my connection to the Hills that I love to talk about when people ask me is um, the work that I've done with the Hills Musical Company. So I met Simon, funnily enough. Can I tell everyone where I met you, Absolutely. Simon? Absolutely. Go ahead. I met Simon many years ago doing a beautiful musical called Susical the Musical at the Hills Music Theatre Company in Sterling. That's it. That's correct. And uh, Simon was uh, performing in the kids' chorus with both of my children, who I um, was very excited to do a musical with. And um, I, as I was saying about... Um, uh, needing a performer that maybe was carrying a little bit of weight, the uh, role that I played at the time was Horton the Elephant. Yeah, yeah, from the um, Seuss thing. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. The I also, thing. for the full disclaimer, I was in the, the chorus with his two sons and my haircut was nowhere near as cool as his two boys. <laughs> well, I think, you know, one of my boys in particular who, who as a nine-year-old, uh, had to remove his first set of dreadlocks. That's right, to, and we, uh, we auctioned the them show. off. Was it we charity did. we did? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He raised, oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nine-year-old yes, correct. auctioned off his dreadlocks. Correct, he did. How much did you get? Uh, uh, all up, he raised about $500 and he donated it to Cystic Fibrosis, which right, was uh, like an illness my wife was working you with You both responded to that. You're like, yeah, that's actually normal. That's a normal <laughs> thing to happen. Well, you know, um, uh, about... Uh, it's tax-free at that age. Yeah, it is. About six years later, he auctioned off his second set of dreadlocks and he raised nearly $2,000. Oh, so at this, uh, this rate. So yeah. wait, how, how, how much time between the two... Uh, I think probably about four or five years. So. Okay, so every four years the money he gets from yeah. his dreadlocks quadruples. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so yeah, you get yeah. millionaire soon. He's <laughs> disappointingly, he's not actually grown another set of dreadlocks. Oh. So, you know, he doesn't see the final. That, that would have been worth $8,000 if the trend continues. <laughs> now, that's an amazing, that's like a, it's like a math prodigy over there. Uh, yeah. It? Not really. Well, no. <laughs> um, you don't even need to put maths in front of it. Just put prodigy. prodigy? Yeah, just, just prodigy. do that. Excellent. You, so I should probably tell you a little bit more. Than <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, were, were you a prodigy at young age uh, like no, you know um i was raised in in uh, the church choral singing tradition so my dad was um was choir master at our local anglican church um down in the on the plains everybody and um so i learned four part harmony very early on and and really enjoyed that so for me um my music all started um playing piano singing in choirs i learned clarinet for a little while at school and and um desperately just wanted to sing all i really wanted to do was sing so um that was that was a good thing for me, and I had some fabulous opportunities quite young. So yeah. Well, and was there a bit of a transition for you then? Because if you started singing when you were quite young, yeah. there's something that happens to a young man. <laughs> yes, I was a boy surprise. <laughs> I was, and I and I am devastated to say that I'm now just a fake tenor. Okay. So you know, having um having having enjoyed enjoyed the um the joys of the high seas, yeah. so to speak. 
I'm now I'm uh, pretty much structured around your top A's and your occasional top D B flat with a with a um, rather pained expression on my face. So um, yeah, I'm I'm like uh, what would they say? Uh, I'm a music theatre tenor, um, but more likely a baritone. So yeah, uh, right. a light baritone. We've, so, yeah. we've got a few more questions to, to ask you. We'll play a little bit of a track. This song was actually uh, hit the top of the charts when you graduated from the Ooh. con. Well, I just need to correct you on that because <laughs> that was probably one of the things I'm least proud of that I didn't actually. <laughs> oh, you graduate. didn't actually graduate. No, it's a sad it's thing. It's actually it? it's on the paperwork I've got here. This is the oh, Russell. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I should check Hold that up. paperwork then, shouldn't oh, I? Oh my goodness, this is like <laughs> a full-on sting. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Hi, this is Buddy. You're listening to Simo Show from 8 till 10pm, 88.9 FM. This is Heels Radio. Thanks, Buddy. Welcome back into the live studio of 88.9 FM, the voice of the Adelaide Hills. Simon here, Mitchell. Also here, I guess. Mark. Here. Brilliant. <laughs> Present. Present. And punctual. For. And accounted Yes, Mr for. Gale. That is correct. Now, musical theatre, that's something you've always been about? Yeah. Oh, look, I, th- I started, as I said, with choral music. I fell into the opera company when I was at, at uni. But, just, um, tripped over yeah, an opera singer. Over, I fell into the opera company. It was terrible. It used to be in behind Her Majesty's Theatre there. Okay. But, um, yeah, like I realised when I, like I sing, I, I really, really enjoy performing in the opera and um, I've been singing with the State Opera Chorus as part of their kind of core chorus for a really long time now, but uh, music theatre is my genuine passion. Yeah. And so what, getting into that, who are your kind of inspirational figures? Like, was this, I mean, we've covered Peter Allen, obviously. Oh, well, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and Hugh Jackman as <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. Huge, huge Jackman, yes. <laughs> Growing up watching Hugh Jackman? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, no, no, certainly not, certainly not. Oh, dear. Oh, look, for me, um, a huge inspiration for me when I was younger was Reg Livermore um, from an Australian perspective. Okay. But I was a you know really, really big fan of Mandy Patinkin. And why is that? On. Well, I saw Mandy Patinkin for the first time in a wonderful movie called The Princess Bride. Ah, um, yes. Which, um, if you would remember, uh, Liam, my youngest son. I know, son's, because of its icon, uh, you know, iconic it, status. It's iconic status. Well, my, my youngest son's middle name is actually Westley. Oh, really? Um, yes, with a T? I'm, with a T. Nice and work. I'm proud to say that. Thank you very much. Um, As you wish. But, um, yeah, that's exactly right. But I, I realised I very early on watching The Princess Bride that this guy was actually a huge music theatre star and, you know, before the internets started doing some research and, and discovered some amazing things. Does he do music theatre? The yeah, guy yeah. who plays Wesley? Yep. No, 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 no. no. I was say. P- so oh, Mandy sorry. Patinkin. I was uh, confused who, for a second. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin, who plays Inigo Montoya. Oh, okay. You're he confused and over, overly excited. Well, I was excited because <laughs> the guy who plays Wesley is in a lot of stupid movies. Oh, yeah. Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. I don't know. He's, he's, as a Hollywood actor, he's bound to have done a little bit. You know, you put a name on stage, it always sells money. It doesn't matter if they're good. Well, that's, that's, what I, that's why I slap my name on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about branding. Of course, of course. So was there, a, was there a singular moment where, you know, people knew that this is what you were going to be doing? Uh, well, look, I think for me, the, the funny thing was, so I um, performed with the Opera Company and I did a host at a community theatre around Adelaide when I was quite young and met some amazing Adelaide performers. But just I still, as a young performer, I wasn't kind of really sure what I was about and what I wanted to do and um, and I met this girl and uh, she wasn't involved in the theatre and, and so, you know, things kind of happened and I fell out of singing for quite some time. I actually spent, when, when the kids came along, I... I uh, retired or resigned from the opera company and and um, didn't sing for about twelve years. Well, that's yes, what I, I did notice that hmm. from from the uh, information that I have. There's <laughs> you know, God, there. yeah, there's 1986 mm. and then there's 2004. 2004, that's life right. gets in the way. Yeah, pretty much. So we had kids and and we had um, we had all sorts of stuff going on. And then I, I, I somehow I managed to start umpiring state league netball. 
which oh. is a really bizarre thing. Right. <laughs> Highlight of the career. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise <laughs> his dreadlocks were kind of that good to kind of get him into <laughs> playing netball. That's the way it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was, he was, no, he never played <laughs> But, um, yeah, 2004, I think for me was a, a bit of a seminal moment. I got a, got a phone call out of the blue. You know, one of those phone calls you get. I, I picked up the phone on a Sunday night. And this voice at the other end of the phone said, oh, hi, my name's Andy, you don't know me, but... And I very nearly hung up. I thought, well, who wants to talk on a Sunday night to someone you don't know? I deal with those every week. I can imagine. <laughs> Nobody's ever run Can you me come on the Simo show? <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know, you don't know me, but Please? what are you doing, like, tomorrow? Yeah. So, so I got this phone call out of the blue, and I... I um, so I let him talk for a bit, and he had bumped into a friend of mine who I bumped into at the shops on the weekend, and he said to me, oh, look, I'm... I'm directing um, Jesus Christ Superstar at Northern Light Theatre Company and the guy that we cast for Jesus has just had to pull out. He said, oh, I know you haven't done much, but, you know, a few people have told me um, that I should ring you and I get you to come and sing. And so on a Sunday night he said to me, you know, and I'm thinking I've not sung for like 12 years. I'm, you know, I was doing weddings and that kind of stuff. And the shower. Yeah, and in the shower, yep. and, you know, at, at netball, of course. Oh, yeah. You know, I was singing to the players. Foul. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would be contact. Oh, sorry, my bad. I don't know anything about the sport. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he said to me, do you know the show? And it was the first album my parents ever bought me was the Australian recording of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. And um, and I had the original recording of Jesus Christ Superstar as well. So from 7 o'clock one Sunday night to 7 o'clock the next night, I um, revised Gethsemane from Jesus Christ Superstar and I went out to um, Elizabeth Vale. I drove through the back streets and thought, wow, we're not in Kansas now, Toto. Yep. <laughs> and um, I auditioned for and won the role of Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar and that kind of started everything back off for me again. So Yeah, that's... Yeah. Kind of the the big big gap there. Is there a little <laughs> yeah. bit of stress kind of going to the, How was the drive it was, there? It was incredibly stressful. I mean, apart from the surroundings, which you mentioned, that's stressful. Was incredibly <laughs> but, stressful. But there's, there's background yeah. stress happening there as well. Well, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I have a touch of nervous bowel syndrome and so that wasn't a pleasant day. I'll share that with you. That was a- <laughs> right, so then you would have had to be, you know, what did you eat that day? Oh, I'd have well, to ask. you know, nothing in, nothing out. I think exactly. that's the theory. That's the theory. Well, so, think yeah. about that, guys. Uh, right, we're just going to give you a track to kind of breathe deeply, maybe go for a toilet break. Yeah. Uh, that might be required. Yeah, just think that over. <laughs> Hello, this is Omar. You listen to Hills Radio, Simo Show, 8 to 10 p.m., 88.9%. He's good boy. That's it. Well, thank you, Omar. Welcome back into the live studio, the voice of the Adelaide Hills, 88.9 FM. This is Simon saying Mark's name. This is Mitch saying Simon's name. And this is Mark saying Anna and Simon's oh, name. Oh, there you go. See, he's, he's well practiced. See, performers <laughs> of a high level, you can't get them like that. It's, you, you, can't, you can't train that. <laughs> Shout out to the drive show, Patrick, who still doesn't understand what happens when, when I do that. He's like, oh, he just confuses everybody. It, it, is, it's just, it is just confusing. <laughs> as long as you know everyone that's in the room. I mean, yeah, no, but it depends on what name you say. It, it, it can be any of it, a number of. You it know. does. We'd also like to say thank you to the uh, humble photographer who we don't name purely out of principle. He's ne- he hasn't. Ha- he's been here every show and he still hasn't had <laughs> every- the courage to, to say a word. No, nothing. You want to? Nothing. No, no, he's just shaking his head. Oh. <laughs> Radio Gremlins are notorious for that. They're avid listeners because of their big ears, but oh. their opposable thumbs means they can't do much else. All right. Now we're here talking to Mark. <laughs> Oates about his kind of his vocal history, if you like. I, I named you as a silverhead fox. So he's, he's worn the he's worn the beanie on purpose. I know. 
Oh. Um, I, I didn't know if I upset him, but then we've got Vocal Enchanter as well. Happy with that title? I quite like that, yeah. Yeah? You know, I look, I can go with Silverhead, but I'm not quite sure about the Fox. Ah, you know, I look right. Like, you know, I think some things just need to be reserved for George Clooney and left there. That's the, oh, that's true. the thing. Well, I mean, I'd buy coffee if you were advertising it. Oh, would you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> that's very nice. <laughs> now, Only Nespresso. <laughs> yeah. And many others because we are a community radio station. <laughs> now, um, how much dedication does it take for, for you? you maybe yep. specifically in your experience you know trying to do work like yep. this on a on a day to you know on a day-to-day basis oh. you know well here's the thing about um performing is it it's you spend more time practicing than you ever spend performing so i remember um a few years ago i did a uh a, a master class with jason robert brown who's a new york-based composer who'd come to adelaide and um uh, he was talking to us as a group about, you know, what it meant to be a music theatre performer and, <coughs> and, you know, how you actually balance your career and, and what you work out. And it was a really big surprise for all of us in the room. And, and you know, at that stage as a 40-something-year-old, I'd never really thought about it. But he said, you know, you've got to remember and you have to understand in this industry that it's actually your job to audition. Everybody thinks it's your job to perform, but you will audition way more than you will ever perform. So, you know, that, that for me was a real eye-opener and it made me really stop and think about how I prepare for things and, and um, you know, how you actually put yourself forward and how you think about what shows you off to your best qualities. And So did that change after yeah, that? Yeah, made a massive change. What, what, what were some myself. of the changes? Uh, it made me really stop and think about the kind of songs that I would have under my belt all the <coughs> time and ready to go. Uh, made me really think about how my storytelling has to um, be nailed in the first... 15 to 20 seconds tops makes you really think about your personality how you put yourself forward and try and ground yourself and stop trying to be all things to everyone and actually make a decision about who you want to be as a performer and and recognize that you know if that's what someone's looking for then that's great and if they're looking for something else then there are a hundred other something else's and give them their opportunity and did you find success from that I have found some really good success from that. Yeah, it's been a really good thing for me. But more than anything else, it's actually helped me find balance. And that's a really big thing. So for me, I have a day job. You know, it's hard to survive in Adelaide as a full-time singer. And so many years ago, I decided to take on a day job. And the biggest struggle that I always have is, well, how do you balance? You know, you want to do everything. And you've got to understand that you just can't do everything. Projects come up at the wrong time or things happen when they clash. Um, so you've just that helps you find that balance. So wait, so with balance, what balance wasn't there when you were younger, trying to audition oh, no, for things? Absolutely not. So I, wait, what were you doing? Were you what serving burgers? Like oh, I pour, <laughs> I pour beers. That's what I do. Well, what you know, the, the the biggest thing for me, the the, the worst thing for me in terms of um, getting my mojo, mm-hmm. um, I didn't share with you. My very first <laughs> professional audition was for uh, Phantom of the Opera, and um, it was in the old days when the Adelaide Dance Theatre used to have a massive, big, long studio. Um, in Goodger Street, okay. um, above where the Mars Bar is now, for any of your listeners who might spend some time in Goodger Street. <laughs> no, um, com- no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember walking in for my audition and uh, they had in, in the worst, if you could think of a more um, stereotypical audition circumstance, I would challenge you. But it was that classic cliche, they had the door at one end of the room and they had the table and the piano all the way at the other end of the room and I had to, you know, you did the walk all the way down the room and I had that literal hi my name's Mark thanks very much what have you got for us today I've got this that's great would you like to get started yes and they played the intro and I literally sang two notes and I said thank you 
and I had to turn and do the walk of shame all the way back out of the rain. Wow. So you can imagine as a 19-year-old that was pretty devastating. Yeah, that's um, full on. And um, I've had plenty of those, but one of the things that I really, really have worked out over the last few years is that you are what you are and you can't be anything else. So you know when you walk in the door that they've, um, particularly with professional auditions now, they've already had a look through your package and made a decision that you're worth looking at. Um, but you also know that everything... I think they still do that in the Mars bar. No, oh, sorry. yeah, I think so. That's no. pretty <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah sorry. no, it's get in, you have to show them your resume. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a very complicated yeah. process. <laughs> out of line. Sorry, boys. Yeah. Continue. Well done. Um, but, yeah, look, you, there are so many things out of your control. You know, they've seen, they've seen um, uh, let's say, 20 people already that day and maybe five auditions before you, they had a girl walk in who they've decided, yep, that's our lead actress. Right, you and know, that she's ready to go. Straight away, that changes the dynamic, right? Straight away. So, you know, you've been on the cards and they've put you in the in the mix. And the minute you walk in the door, they already know that actually, you know, we've, we've, we've made a decision we're going to cast that person, so now he's not going to match against her anymore. Um, or you walk in the door and they just they say, well, it doesn't actually quite look like his photo. We we're expecting him to be two inches taller or three inches shorter or... Um, or metric for those of you that do metric. Um, nope. <laughs> What's so, a metric? Do you put that with your T? Is no, that, no. no, I don't know. <laughs> no, Dad will probably, he's, he's, gonna, he's listening. He's going to be teaching me. Now. Yeah, I know, you that's it. You are in trouble. He's going centimetres nev- when you get home. I never passed maths. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need maths for creative writing. No. You've the, got Mitch. You've got Mitch. I do. I've got don't, the, I've got don't the prodigy. <laughs> don't do this. The prodigy. You'll regret it. Big plays prodigy. <laughs> Stop calling me big plays. I feel like it's sucking. That's all right. Point. We'll get the uh, we'll get the advertiser article of your fame up, oh, no. up on the Facebook page so people can me. get some context. Not it's not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> now, roles that you did manage mm. to capture. Oh, look, I've had I've had the joy of playing a whole stack of different roles. My favourite roles, my favourite two roles to talk about <laughs> are Man Two and Man Two. I've played Man missed, 2. Missed out on Man 1. I've made, I'm a big fan of Man 2, actually. Yeah, Man 2 Love is one it. of my favourite roles. I've played Man 2 in two separate musicals. Beautiful. I played Man 2 in uh, Songs for a New World and I played Man 2 in I Love You, but You're Perfect, Now Change. And these so, are leads? Yes, these are leads. So I Love You. Both of those musicals were four-handers. And, um, because, what, what does that mean just oh, for those who, because I don't know. Oh, cool. So a four-hander is when you have, or an, any hander, a four-hander is four performers and that's it. Right. That's all you have. Okay, cool. So I Love You, You're Perfect Now. Change, for example, was a four-hander where the four of us played 64 different characters across the show. So my first character was a series of vignettes on dating and marriage and relationships. So my first character was um, a man picking up a woman uh, or meeting a woman on the street for a blind date. And the last character I I played in the show was an (coughs) old Jewish man um, on the pickup in a funeral home. Right. So um, where you can imagine it's if you're an older person on the on the lookout for um, someone for companionship, you yeah. might actually find single people. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So was yeah. that, oh, so, right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't had to think about that as yet, which yeah. is... I, no. I don't think that's kosher. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, but I think, um, like up in the hills, as I said, I played Horton the Elephant. I've... Um, I did a, a beautiful production of Jekyll and Hyde, the musical, where I played um, Jekyll's offsider, um, John Utterson. Does it stand up to the narrative? Because obviously having a, an, a, an English background by yeah. itself, I really love the, the book. Mm. The musical actually stands up really well. 
It's um, you know, like it, it takes some liberties, but it's a it's a phenomenal piece, and it's a really really great chorus work. And in fact, it's uh, being um, performed again in Adelaide next year okay. by the Murray Clark Theatre Company early in the year. There's my little um, extra plug. I'll I'll be sending off to them for a check later. Well, I know you've got a you've got a big coat on, so I'm sure there's going to be plenty of plugs, plenty of flyers that just oh, come. We'll see how we go. There. Exactly. Yeah. Out. Exactly. Have a track. Think about auditioning for Jekyll and Hyde. Maybe could we could we pitch doing a like a, a different version? So like, oh, I think you should. So like, man one, man two. Yes. And then one of us is Jekyll and one of us is Hyde. Well, you know, you can do or that. Has it been you know, done? It's probably it's, been done. It's, it's, no, it's, everything's it's kind of been done. That he really needs to be the same character. But you absolutely, you go for it. I think we can pull that off. I'll give you some coaching. <laughs> this is Reese Jones. You are listening to the Simo Show on eighty-eight point nine FM Hills Radio. Thanks, Reese. Reese finished. What did he finish? Third in South Australia in the city to bay. La was, was it not, third? It was third in South Australia. So oh, South gonna, Australian yeah. competitors. <laughs> so it was. He was twelfth. He was twelfth yep. complete. Yep. So hope you're listening, Reese. Thanks very much for dropping in last week. Now someone else has dropped in this week. It's Mark Oates. How are you doing over there? I'm well, thank you. And uh, you're here now. We've discussed so far. You've had a few transitions in yeah. in your life, and now you're looking to transition into some aerial performance. Yes, yes, that's right. They're hanging me from the roof. <laughs> they've, they've finally made a decision. And uh, he's not playing Javert. No, <laughs> no jumps involved. Although I have played Valjean and that was pretty extraordinary. Yeah? I must say, yeah, it was a wonderful opportunity. One, two or three times. I've got it here. Uh, twice. Twice? Okay. So twice. I, I like to say twice so far. Uh, yes. I am very, very hopeful that I'll have another opportunity at some point. Yes. I did see it, actually. Yeah. I saw oh, it at Scott Theatre. There you go. Yes, it was yeah. quite good. It was good fun. I enjoyed that a lot. But, yeah, this, this aerial thing's come about. I've Over the last few years, you know, as you get a little bit older and, and less roles are available and you start thinking about different things you want to do and, and realise for me that, you know, music is all about passion and um, it's about actually starting to create opportunities to do things for yourself and not have to be reliant on other people. So, you know, a few years ago I had a bit of a foray with a mate. Um, we pulled together a, a, well, what we called a pretty big band. Um, it was not a traditional 18-piece, but it was an 11-piece band with um, all of our charts written in a big band style. And we Is this did, the Fringe? Yeah, that was for the Fringe. Yes, got it. Good work. Yep. So we did we did a couple of sell-out seasons of, um, of Mark Oates and the Daniel Brunner Pretty Big Band. Mm-hmm. And um, since then I've been branching out doing a whole bunch <coughs> of different things, just, just experimenting and playing. Last year um, was the latest in that kind of cabaret feel when I did a... Uh, I have pulled together a show with two amazing Adelaide uh, jazz performers, Mark and Susan Ferguson, um, called Love in the Key of Bacharach. Is that uh, my musicianship isn't up to scratch, yep. but that's not a key, right? No, that's not a key. <laughs> no, although we do the douche, the show is styled along the lines of uh, Love in the Key of B. Okay. Brackets. Akarak. Clever. Um, so it's, it's, it's quite witty, but um, that's uh, uh, telling a whole bunch of love stories um, using the music of Bert Bacharach, and um, that's a three-piecer. And so this led into this... Aerial well, idea, is it? Well, the, the, the idea for me was opening myself up for other opportunities as they come about. So the aerial thing actually came. It was really, really bizarre. I met this guy, this amazing guy called um, Craig, uh, when I was doing an opera a few years ago. So as I said, I sing with the State Opera regularly. I perform in um, their seasons every year. And a few years ago we were doing a, a little-known Verdi called um, uh, uh, Puccini, sorry, called Girl of the Golden West. And we did the entire production in grayscale. Um, so it was when you went to the theatre, it was like watching a, an old black and white movie. Okay. And we had some um, some supernumeraries. They're the guys that come in to fill out the stage. They don't sing, but they're actors. And um, we had this guy come into the show who was hired to do some acrobatics. 
his name was Craig. Okay. Unfortunately, at the time, the director got too busy and never got around to it. So poor old Craig got stuck pushing tables all night mm. and didn't actually get to do any acrobatics. Wow, okay. However, when we were walking into the theatre that night, um, after when we were walking into the theatre when we were um, first moving into the Festival Theatre for Tech, I found him wandering aimlessly around the Festival Centre Plaza. I thought that's a little bit odd. That's um, was he moving yeah. tables? Uh, no, he was wasn't. He? <laughs> he wasn't. But he was, you know, desperately trying to find a place to do handstands and cartwheels. Okay, okay, right. um, Which he, means uh, sometimes <laughs> tables need to be moved. Correct, correct. But um, uh, so I realised I had a chat with him, and I realised he'd not worked in the festival centre before, and I knew he'd been overseas working for several years, and and um, so I took him around to the stage door, and I just thought, just out of interest, I thought I'd have a look at his last name when he was signing. And I realised that he had this really, really unusual last name. A lot of consonants, not Lots, many vowels. Correct, yeah. correct. So high horic. Yeah. But it doesn't look the way it sounds. It's like something from the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, mm. of course, at the time I thought that's really odd. I work with a guy in my day job who has a surname exactly the same as that. And I said to Craig, this is going to sound really odd, but, you know, you wouldn't happen to be related to so-and-so. And he looked at me and he said, well, that's weird. That's my dad. <laughs> so we kind of made this connection. And then um, over the next couple of years, Craig came back and he um, he worked with the opera company a couple more times, most notably. And, and the best time I had with him was uh, we did um, uh, an Australian premiere production of an amazing Jake Heckey opera um, based on the story of Moby Dick. And nice. this was an incredibly... Once again, big fan of the fiction. Yeah, well, yeah. And the opera is spectacular. Jake Heggie writes phenomenal music. And um, we had um, this enormous, enormous set that we had a whole bunch of acrobats come and work on and they climbed a back wall and slid down the thing and hung off it, et cetera, et cetera. So Craig and I got to know each other really quite well with that. And um, I think because I've opened myself up for some different opportunities and I've really tried to <coughs> you know, embrace some new things when they've come along, Craig contacted me last year. And he said to me, look, I've, I've started this, this school, this um, Adelaide Aerial Artists, and we're doing these showcases. And I'm kind of, I'm trying to make the showcases a bit bigger and better and a little bit more exciting and give the students who are amazing an opportunity to perform on a bigger scale. And he asked me if I would come along and um, do some work with um, some characters that he was trying to develop through his showcase last October. And one thing led to another and we, um, he asked me if I would sing and I wasn't able to at the time because I had a clashing contract with State Opera. And then he contacted me and he said, look, I want to put this in the fringe next year and, you know, can you come and sing? And um, I had another clashing contract with State Opera. I was doing Magic Flute for State Opera in the fringe. And um, so we hummed and hard and we talked about it a bit and we, we made a decision at that point that, look, I would it would be okay for me to come in and just do one song for one of the girls performing. And it was just the most amazing experience. Just what was what was the song? So I actually sang for that one. We sang a standard, and I I sang "Feeling Good." Um, right, because that was going to be my question later. Yeah. Is what what style? Yeah, of vocal do you bring? Well, we've we've tried all sorts of different things. So we we sang a sang a standard last time. This this for our showcase this year, um, and for this iteration of the show, it's um, mainly um, popular music. So mainly pop songs, some really, and I'm popping all over the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry that, about that. Oh, that's I've increased pop your volume songs. just so that we can get your handler ah, as well. Cool. Um, my handler, yes, Anna here. So, yeah. um, so the way we structured this one, because of the time we had available, we basically said to the girls, you know, um, what kind of songs do you like? How do you think you might structure your um, your routines? And we had some girls come to us and say, look, I've got this song and I'd really like to do it. Um, I put on the table a whole bunch of songs. And so we've got a bit of a combination of songs that I put forward, songs that girls have brought to the to the table. And I've been having a chat with Craig because what we like to do as we build this, and we're going to run several new iterations of this, aren't we? We think this, oh, is, a, we think this is a thing. And, um, 
And so I've got some music theatre songs and, and a couple of um, short arias. And so Craig and I are looking at, well, how might we move some of those things in as well? But they require a little bit more time because I think if you're going to, like in my opinion at least, if we're going to build an act based on like a music theatre song in particular, which is all about the storytelling, then we need to build the act in conjunction with the song. Whereas with this one, what we've been looking to do is to find songs that might sit over the top of choreography. The girls because already choreography already exists, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's so that in itself is an amazing and fascinating experience. And my handler, as you said, <laughs> Anna, has, Anna has been um, phenomenal with this because she is quite the whiz with the technology and has really helped us pull together some amazing tracks that we can use to um, to run and really give a huge amount of oomph and um, and and atmosphere to these extraordinary performers. So it's just been the most exciting thing for me. So that's coming up next weekend, Anna. It's coming up. It'll be Saturday the 8th of October, 7.30pm, and Sunday the 9th of October, 5.30pm. Um, yeah, Convention Centre. It's going to be amazing. So you can book through tribebooking.com. So I don't know if you want some more information about that. But um, I'll have a look at that and we'll pass that over the airwaves, but I have a couple more questions as well. Can I just share one thing? I just want to share for Go anyone. Ahead. I'm yeah, jumping yeah. in first. Go. Yeah, it's your um, show, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the Marco exactly. Show. Exactly. Your label's going to be on it. You. Um, one of the really exciting things for um, for me for this one is my first foray into this was at Gluttony in um, the uh, – not, not in – well, at Gluttony – um, in the octagon, in the octagon tent um, in Fringe this year. And I walked in and it was kind of amazing because we had this central setup and um, theatre in the round and we had about four or five metres of fly height. And it was the first time I'd been in the room outside of the gym where we all train and I thought, wow, that's amazing. Look at all that space they've got. But um, Craig said to me afterwards, you know, actually that's a bit of a problem and we're going to go to the convention centre because we have 12 metres of fly height. So these girls, you can imagine... Um, uh, we've got um, silks, we've got uh, the lyra, which is a hoop, we've got um, an aerial net, we've got a trapeze, we've got ropes, we've got all sorts of things. We've got an apparatus we built for ourselves called a birdcage. Okay. And all of these apparatus will fly up to 12 metres high and do grand massive circles and huge big death drops and it's just... So what's that like as you're singing away? So you're doing... <laughs> it's really distracting. Feeling good. <laughs> Feeling good. Come, come fly with me. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me that's on there. Yeah, right? sadly no, but we might add it back uh, in. Because one cliche too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just he's trying to sing away. Swinging on a star. Like some, something just misses his head one. and, you know. No, look, I think the thing for me has been um, I've really, really enjoyed going into the gym and watching the girls do their routines and work out, well, how does this song fit with that routine and where do I have to hit moments in the song to match where the girls are hitting moments with the Corrie? And that's been really, really rewarding. However, it, it is indeed incredibly distracting. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between now and next Saturday, I need to find a way to focus on my job. Oh, that's it. As well as um, enjoy the performance. I think we'll be able to find some blinkers or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a race sort of yeah, yeah, Horse, yeah, horse blinders, much. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... You're, you've rehearsed what? How 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 much time goes into this f from your point of view? Oh, and then right. we can discuss potentially. Obviously, they've been doing yeah. this choreography for yeah. what an extended amount Months. of time. And Anna's probably the best <laughs> one for, in terms of how long it takes for a performer to prepare. So for me, I've probably been spending up to five hours a week on this for the last. Uh, I'd say four or five weeks maybe so um, and a little bit of time before that choosing tracks but thinking about how might those tracks work working with Anna to work out well what keys should we do them in how do we pull them together um, Anna's been doing fantastic arrangements as I said but I think Anna um, perhaps if you can share how long it yeah, takes that's for it. A, a girl to 
or a performer to prepare the act. Welcome to the show, Anna. How are you going? Thank you. Um, well, some of us, most of us would train two or three times a week anyway, so we've probably been doing that since uh, Fringe and then obviously changing routines. Um, but then certainly in the weeks leading up, we're training probably five and six times a week for, you know, one hour, two hour, three hours, just depending on the acts. So some of the girls are involved in numerous acts on different apparatus. So um, obviously it's uh, building the strength and uh, working with the music. And I must say for them as well, having Mark sing along, it's uh, it's yeah, quite a journey. It's quite a process and just so much fun for us. Well, for Sure. So how long, I mean, can you say how long the show is? Because I'm interested to, to kind of put into to, to view the, the, the time of how long the show goes for versus the amount of time potentially that all the choreograph- choreography has been rehearsed for. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's a little bit like Mark was saying. I mean, there's so much rehearsal time. I mean, the show itself, you know, um, you know, it might be an hour and a half up there. Each act might be between, you know, four to six minutes actually up on the silks or the apparatus. Um, and there's months and months of, of training five, six times a week. Uh, so it's a huge process, but that, great fun. And that culminates two shows. Two? That's two shows, that's right. So that's a whole lot of work for kind of maximum effects kind of just put into a little... Package is the word that we've been using <laughs> that's the tonight. One. You've got it. Yeah, and that's on what? That's on this weekend. This coming weekend, seven thirty p.m. and on the Sunday, five thirty p.m. So brilliant. Come along. Well, yes, I got to get work off. I mean, you know, I'll, maybe I'll pour the beers faster so that I get to <laughs> knock off early. Hey, this is Mitchell Big Plays Driver. You're listening to the Simo Show on eighty-eight point nine FM Hills Radio. That's you. It's me. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's weird. Just the look of excitement on your face. Oh, it was insane. Gold. I'm 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 on radio, guys. That was me just before. <laughs> That's it. You're listening to eighty-eight point nine FM, uh, the station dedicated to the voice of Mitchell Big Plays Driver. Dedicated to my voice. Nice, yeah. Nice. Yeah. The Simo Show is what you're listening to by choice, unless something horrific's happened. Um, In which now, case. Well, welcome too, to the show. Uh, you know, too bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A rough life. You know, <laughs> one of us. One of us. Now, someone else has become one of us, the Simo Show this evening, which is Mark Oates. Could not be happier. Exactly. And we're just going to refer to you as the handler. Sorry, what? The full <laughs> title? <laughs> Anna. This is Anna. <laughs> and uh, how I feel about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Think she uh, might yeah. have a name, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> now... We were talking. Uh, Anna mentioned just before the uh, you've got a drag segment to this to this show. We do no <laughs> drag in the original sense of the word. No drag racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not drag racing. No. Um, we have Michaela on the silks. Right mm. now, this kind of brings into my question for Mark. Yeah. Uh, some costuming oh, that yes. you've had to partake in. Throughout oh, the years, what is Lord. have you? What is, what's the the madness that you've part, partaken in in regards to costuming? Oh, look, I think probably the um, uh, my favourite costume, and I might, maybe I'll send you a photograph to put up on your uh, website. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, a couple of years ago, I played um, the role of John Sticks in uh, Orpheus in the Underworld for State Opera, and uh, those of you that know the tradition, John Sticks, of course, is the uh, is the uh, gatekeeper to the underworld, and um, for that costume, I had the most spectacular uh, nine kilogram floor length jacket that was covered in rats and uh, shrimp and uh, fishing tackle, etc. Yeah, I had a um, I had a foot and a half high wig that had flies buzzing around it, and okay. um, I was completely green. 
Right. Were those flies so, organic or were they what's... Oh, yeah, they were organic they were, flies. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were made of entirely organic plastic. Right. Yes, yes, oh, so. wait, so they like there wasn't actually... It wasn't just a wig that they kind of doused no, in yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 they they had to, to attract the flies. The flies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, they sent me out to the out to the uh, car park every day to, to collect my own flies. Right, and... Yeah. Uh, it's all about authenticity. Yeah. Did you get to keep the this, this no, overcoat Sadly, thing? no. Sadly, no. Most of the uh, productions we do with um, State Opera are what they call repertory productions, so they've, they've toured with the other... Op- companies around Australia or they um, their co-productions with uh, opera companies uh, in other countries so when we're done with the costumes they all get boxed up and they get sent off to the next uh, the next production sure, surely you've You've nicked something from a set, though. Oh, <laughs> this is live on air. I'm not at liberty to confirm or deny that. that. Yeah, yeah, um, he's just confirmed it. <laughs> I, I, Master criminal. I would say that in the industry, though, we don't call it theft, we call it relocation. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I've, I've heard that word wondering. thrown around, actually. <laughs> he's, he stole a glove once, just the one. <laughs> uh, now, you've also got a bit of an obsession with uh, with minis. Oh, uh, well, you know, that's. I think you've been doing a little bit of online checking. Just I have. Like, looking looking. For for a, a thing that I'm supposed to be doing for work. No, actually, I do this every. Um, I do this. I do this every week. <laughs> it's part of the fun. Good work. I, I have a lot of investigation kind of journalism uh, in yep, me. Nice Very work. deep one-page Google search. <laughs> right? Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> uh, look, I've been a bit of a mini fan for a while, and I was refresh, very lucky about refresh. a year ago to, <laughs> to buy a, a buy a newer mini. But um, I still have I have a lot of mates who have BMC minis, like original BMC minis, and my wife used to drive a BMC mini. So BMC stands for uh, British Motor Corp. Right there we go. Yep. So you think of the old Mr Bean mini? Yeah. That's my wife used to have one of them, and um, but you like it in red? Always liked them all. My minis red. Yes. Yeah, because they go faster. Right, I have heard that. Yeah, now, true. do they go faster with you in them? Because you're quite a sizable so, person. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing. The new Mini yeah. actually has a huge amount of room in the front, right. at least. Okay. In the back, not so. Not so but, much. Um, but, you know, look, I, I used to, when I was at high school, I used to row and... Um, all of my friends at high school had minis. I had about eight mates at school who all had minis, and every single one of them was uh, about six foot two or above. So That's so weird because I've found this to be common. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tall people that, for some weird mm-hmm. reason, like minis. If you can neither confirm nor deny, please ring up 83913885. If you're a tall person and into minis, please explain why. Just when they park somewhere and they all get out, it looks yeah. like clowns it's getting a clown out of the clown car. Yeah, it's got a thing. Oh, they use it for effect. <laughs> See, I just assumed that I don't know. I, I, I something about small things that they're, they're large. All the other time, they get to kind of break out and do something different. Perhaps, yeah, maybe. Perhaps they, they like to feel big, so they get <laughs> into the bigger. small car, <laughs> and it makes them feel larger. They like to yeah. feel humongous. Yeah, it's no fun driving. <laughs> Gigantic. Now, uh, f- we're going to go to a track. But sure. first and foremost, I have, once again, I'm going to rattle the paper. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, this is from the, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? It's your technically your resume, oh, CV, yes. Yes. such and such, such and such. Now, it's listed as voiceover artist. Oh, I mean, yes. Is what we got there. Yes, yes, I <laughs> Explain I yourself. Voiceovers. Well, you know, this is one of those things when you sign with an agency and they try to broaden your appeal. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you know that's uh, I, I'm I'm with a fabulous agency who work really hard to try and get me work, and yeah. they get you as much work as you can. So one of the things you do is you do a demo for voiceovers, and um, I've uh, been lucky. I have uh, done several corporate training videos. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so well, I'm can not we, quite I gonna find those. <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh, can you give us a bit of okay? Let's say, um, have you done any cinematic trailer? Can you? No, can you I haven't. But I could. I could. I world. could give you the aerial. The aerial um, in my best cinematic. <laughs> exactly. Like. Yeah. Go ahead. Be thrilled by a spectacular display of aerial grace and beauty. 
high-flying, high-energy performers treating you to breathtaking aerial maneuvers. Be delighted by the special Cirque-type skills and moves which will have you gasping in awe. <laughs> well, woo, I actually, I need something with some effect. Hold up, that's... <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's, that is dark, man. That's, uh, all of a sudden, I really want to go, go see that. Nice work. We're going to go to a track. This is After Midnight by Dorothy. Emanites and you're listening to The Simo Show 8 to 10pm Mondays on Hills Radio. That's it, sidetracking myself there, looking at selfies of Mark from, what, when was that taken? Oh, that one, that was uh, about 2013, I think. And so you're a strange bluish greenish man with yeah. black hair that's mm. facing the ceiling. Pretty much. Yeah, you kind of, obviously you put your finger in, a, in an electric socket Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also suffering from food poisoning from well, the week prior. It's pretty much how I look most mornings when <laughs> I get right. up, to be honest. That's it, Mark, <laughs> They just said, just come into work. We're not actually going to do any makeup with yeah, you. Yeah, just come in. Yeah, just just come in. Just come in. Now we have. Uh, we, we now I, we've reached the, the stage of this program where you're well into the, my domain. I know. I'm right? feeling a bit nervous now. Why? Well, there's no need to feel nervous. I mean, welcome. To the, <laughs> Don't be nervous. Just afraid. Oh, okay. Have you done a bit of Have you done a bit of study? Because I have given you an advance on some of the materials. Yeah, yes, you have. <coughs> I have. I, I have done so a what, bit of study. So what? Do you, what? Do you, what? Do you, what do you think's coming up? Well, I think, I think you're... He's got no clue. Um, no, no I've got no clue. He's, no. he's reading the piece of paper. <laughs> I know, but it's all, it's, look, I'm old and it's in small print. I forgot my glasses. There we go. This is the part where I hand over to my co-host. Oh, this is, um, I hand him a segment which he has not seen and neither, I haven't seen it either because I actually have an external <coughs> producer who's put this together for <laughs> us. Work. Uh, this is um, Matt Damonos. Now, what do you like with your current affairs? Uh, you know, uh, average. They're current? Best. <laughs> Average at best. <laughs> well, basically, this is a uh, particular game. It's called Matt Damonos, right? And basically, there is an article title where <laughs> they have... Uh, there's an article title that's been replaced. There's a word that's right. been replaced, or Good. two words, that's been replaced with Matt Damon, right. okay? So, basically, it's you versus me, and uh, we're going to have to determine which uh, which current affairs news story it is. Right. Uh most of the week, everyone hopelessly fails, including me. Good. So there's nothing to live up to. Thank you. Thank you for telling right. me. I can't believe you've sprung this on me <laughs> again. I, I, well, at least last time, I had read this before the show. I had two hours of notice before the show. And this time, I haven't seen any of these before. Ooh. Well, here you go. Have, have a breather. Okay. Uh, okay. Here, have a breather. Set yourself. Okay. Set yourself. This is The Photographer. <laughs> You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM Hills Radio. Uh, the overly excited photographer at the back of the studio. <laughs> he never says any words live. That's why I have to pre-record them. Yeah, he, he was... Uh, didn't seem very excited about that, <laughs> to be honest. That's okay because this is the this is the part. This is like a deadly serious part of the program. Mm, yeah. So get your thinking caps on. <laughs> Breathe. All right. Uh, would, you like a, would you like a bit of here? Would you like that return here? Like, let's just get in there. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, right, yeah, there yeah. you go there. Establish the atmosphere. Okay, now the first one. Uh, police called to assault finds Matt Damon instead. So the police oh. have been called to an assault, but they find Matt Damon instead. Uh, what kind of assault have they been called to? Look, I'm not uh, at liberty to ex <laughs> disclose that information. Uh, a lizard instead. Oh, there was a lizard story this week. And I, I have that floating around in the back of my mind. However, I'm going to go with... I mean, you're surely going to hit something if you mention <laughs> Donald Trump, right? 
Has he assaulted someone? Are you implying the police were called to an assault and they found Donald <laughs> yeah, Trump instead? Exactly. Well, basically, he's in everything. Well, so, he's been assaulting our ears for months now. If I it? use him for every answer, I'm going to get one out of five. Good work. Yeah. Uh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> who'd have thought? Oh, uh, come on. The, the answer was... <laughs> yeah, my bad. The answer was uh, zombies. Concerned locals in Liverpool rang emergency services after seeing a man biting a woman and assaulting her in a car. Officers pulled over the vehicle to find two people dressed as zombies on their way to an acting job. Nice. Acting job. Nice. nice. I, I still don't understand have how Josh expects <laughs> anyone to get these correct. <laughs> no, well, he's, I gave him the, uh, the he guest. on purpose. And I sent him, once again, there's the shuffle of the paper. I sent him the uh, resume. Ooh. So he knows he knows your background. So <coughs> these will be tailored to you. Philip Quast. Yeah, every time. <laughs> he was on Play School, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Big right. fan. <laughs> Big fan. That's bizarre that you picked him because he played Javert and he you're did. a Valjean that's man. That's why I picked him. Okay, right. Another thing you have in common with Hugh Jackman. You, Right? Philip Quast. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Valjean. Yeah, he does. All right, next one. Are we ready? And, yeah, also enjoys iced tea maybe. I, I don't uh, know. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, woman says she came home to find Matt Damon having sex on her couch. Uh, um, say it again. Woman says she came home to find Matt Damon having sex on her couch. Yeah, I'm actually just okay with that one. <laughs> it's probably that one. Uh, I'm going to go with her mother. And I'm thinking the postman. The postman. The postman. He got in. <laughs> he, got, he, he got in. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was it was burglars. Oh, oh. come on. Well, no, so, so well, the postman, postman was burgling. The po- I get half a point half for a that, point. surely. No, what? Oh, Thank you. Yes. No. It's, by popular demand, half a point. <laughs> even even <laughs> when I run the segment, I have no control. <laughs> Very true. Uh, <laughs> A woman in Memphis has returned from a short holiday to find her house robbed and two people having sex on her couch. The woman chased the gentleman off with a broom (laughs) and had a verbal argument with the female robber before she ran off. Oh, wow. So she's picked up a broom, a broomstick. I'm assuming she's a witch and she's (laughs) cast a spell onto the gentleman and then she's just arguing with the woman. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I kind of thought the postman thing, there's a whole lot of late night uh, kind of uh, (laughs) movies that have that uh, I'm sure I don't understand at all. about. Because there's a little kind of uh, insight into Mark Oates over there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too far? No, well, I mean, you know. I've got to be honest, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> reading ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Reading well, ahead. Yeah, exactly. Go I've got to make sure I know what I'm saying. I better just even give I myself don't. a buzzer, clearly. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Seattle man asks police to help find briefcase full of Matt Damon. <laughs> Coke. Money. Cocaine. Money. Cocaine or money? It's it's cocaine. Oh, yes! <laughs> Got it. That was Thank insanely you. quick. Was what? this you? No. You were the Seattle man. <laughs> I, I have You're been, still looking for it, actually. I have been known... What's that suitcase over there? I have been known to traverse the globe uh, and search for suitcases <laughs> of coke. Uh, after a good Samaritan brought a briefcase someone had lost to the Seattle police station, officers were shocked when they opened it to find 31... Bags of cocaine, Ooh. scales, marijuana, and the ID and phone belonging to a 19-year-old man. Good work. Uh, police were even more shocked when the 19-year-old man approached police asking about the missing briefcase to see if anyone had handed it in. He was promptly arrested and is awaiting trial. Hardly a criminal mastermind. Yeah, well, I think it's always nice to kind of leave your contact details around, especially if you're Did a you budding, budding entrepreneur. Yeah, 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 I um, think so. So clearly he's an, he's an upstart. What do they do? They, people have probably funded that on Crowd, Crowdstart. Is that <laughs> Kick, the thing? Kickstarter? Yeah, Kickstarter. That's the one, yeah. 
He's been running um, a possible campaign for weeks. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's a classic. I mean, there's nothing that more people are going to support, really. Why not? Fair enough. You know, silly people getting caught. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? I'm going to okay, go for two in a row here. Okay, okay. We got a, this is a classic news headline. Oh, okay. Uh, featuring the Florida man. Oh, yes. Now, if anybody knows, there's there's a Twitter account called Florida Man. There is and only... And it just it posts only titles that's to do with... Florida man. So there is only one particular individual that lives in Florida. <laughs> right. And uh, he's a man. And he every, does all of this. Yeah, every crime, every well, uh, every every well-being, no, uh, every good-natured event or scenario is attributed to this one man. No, 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 it's the, it's the opposite. Every misdemeanor, every debauched <laughs> act, it's all Florida man. Okay, anyway, right. Uh, Florida man discovers his new wife is Matt Damon. Ah. Uh, Discovers his new wife, so he's had one before, is his old wife, is what I'm going to go for. He is his stepdaughter. Oh, he's close. Oh, he's, okay, he's, he's his close. daughter. So it's gr- his granddaughter. Oh, so, okay, right. Uh, <laughs> Florida man strikes again. There you go. He half, probably needs to meet that guy in his coke, <laughs> to half, be perfectly honest. Yeah, half a point for Mark, which means we're yeah. one each. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a newly wedded Florida couple are suffering from overwhelming despair. After, discover, after discovering that the groom is the bride's own grandfather. Well, the grandfather just, lost contact with his children but now has a really, really, really awkward family reunion to well, go to. We just mentioned this because there's only one man that lives in Florida. He's always going to run into these problems. Oh, of course. It's the, he's the only one that gets up to shenanigans down there. Yeah, just They're, the one man. Just the one. The, well, the rest of them are all retired people just chilling. Yeah, man. then they move. Yeah. They retire somewhere away from Florida. I've I just got to say I'm most impressed by the use of the word shenanigans. I love that. Uh, uh, do you not hear the word shenanigans in everyday life? That has yeah. just made my day. It's, oh, there's disappointing lack of using that word. <laughs> More vows in that than Craig's last name. <laughs> shall, we, shall we go on to the next section? Yeah, please. Oh, wait, wait. Is this still Matt Damon's? Is this no, the, no, no, no. We finished Matt Damon's. Oh, okay, oh, right. One, well, one. We, we better have a track then. Okay. I mean, what okay. do you want to hear? Mark, what's something that you'd like to hear? Gee, I don't know. What have you got tracked up there? Where I've got go? anything and everything. Anything and That's everything. That's probably yeah. a lie. Uh, well, you know what? I'd really like to hear you play something from um, uh, that I'm singing in the show, maybe. Okay, okay. So, so perhaps if you have Take Me to Church lined up. Ah, there, right. Go. Now, who's that by? That's by Hosier. Hosier. Yeah. How do you spell that? With an H. With an H. Yeah. And an O and a Z. A Z? Well, you know, it just so happens we do have that. There you go. My lover's got humour. Buddy Dawson, you're listening to Josh O, 8 till 10 p.m., 88.9 FM on Hills Radio. That's right. The Simo Show is for everyone, including... He's been a little bit in, cheeky. Including my uh, producer off air at home on the couch with his feet up. Original co-host who has been replaced. Exactly, yes. <laughs> He's been replaced. Permanently. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> now, uh, we've got uh, another segment over here prepped yep. by the Josh O. Yep. And this one is referred to as interview face-off. Uh, yep. uh, am I correct? Yeah, now, one one part that they didn't actually Sorry. tell me, tell me about last time is the interview face-off. It always has something to do with Nicolas Cage or John Travolta. Well, I was just, does this mean we're going for surgery? I'm like, how does this work? Whoa. Because you and I, like, are, I think, physically a little like John Travolta and Nicolas I think, Cage. I think... Wait, 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 who's, who's Travolta? Well, you know, I'm just thinking in terms of, like, a little bit... Mark could be Simon. Over it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. So, so if you think about that movie, if you think, you just imagine you could take Simon's face and put it on my body and then yeah. mistake me for Simon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I <dear>. think... <laughs> it's hardly well, likely. I, I don't know what think, to think anymore. I think both of us would be a lot more successful. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we, are we ready? So the answer, they, they all have something to do with Nicholas right. Cage. Now, this is purely, purely just for you <coughs> yep. uh, because I know all these answers. Oh, I shit. mean, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm just... Uh, yeah, he's read all 11 
biographies yeah. on each each actor. Actually, right. he wrote okay. one as well. He wrote one. Yeah. On he's, both he's of them? I'm in trouble then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cage Travolta story. I mean, how... very moving. I mean, these guys, you'd, you'd know a bit about them because they're hitting their strides. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because they're my generation. That's well, what you're trying yeah. to say, isn't it? That's yeah, what yeah. I was hoping that one of these guys would be your inspiration. <laughs> I don't think Nicholas... Has Nicholas Cage ever hit a stride? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of like more Ministry of Silly Walks with him. It kind of doesn't really walk in All a right. straight line. All right. So uh, the theme is uh, you got to guess the mm-hmm. movie by their Rotten Tomatoes review. Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this first one is... Uh, this movie is a sour mix of morose, glum histrionics amidst jokey puns and hammy dialogue. Well, that would have to be a Nicolas Cage. Hammy dialogue. I'm going to go with the... I'm just going to give him the applause. Should I give him the applause? Yeah, yeah. Does he deserve it? Yeah. Well, I only got he, he's not, he's not, the getting, the, he's the not guessing the movie, but he got... Ca- Cage is right. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping Cage is right. There you go. Now. Nah. No, okay. movie. The movie is, movie is Ghost Rider. I haven't oh, seen Ghost Lord. Rider. But it's, 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 it's all good. He, he's got, he, all he needs is Cage or Travolta is 50-50. I just love the, the morose, glum histrionics. That's just what, three beautiful words right next to each other. Maybe not glum. Uh, next one. Morose. Uh, morose. It's nice. Beautiful word. Uh, one of the most influential films of the 1990s. This movie is a delirious postmodern mix of neo-noir thil- thrills, black pitch humour, and pop culture touchstones. That would be Pulp Fiction with John Travolta. Oh, oh nailed it. Just absolute. Oh, nailed dude, it. too good. More applause. Lap it up. You're a performer. <laughs> there it is. I'm going, I, for, for those of you involved in uh, in the uh, opera company, I'm doing a full gilbo right now. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's, like, uh, that's the live audience. It, yeah. You'd like to thank everybody and everything. All right. That is a good, that was good. He nice was work. quick. I think I, I think it was a bit Yeah, obvious. don't build me up too much. Okay, right. <laughs> it's well, only downhill from here. Uh, yeah, well, let's say, yeah, you haven't hit, it's five questions. You haven't hit the, two, the three out of five. Is the magic three. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this movie is big on explosions, but skimps on plot and logic. Also, the sight of a person typing at a computer just isn't that interesting. <laughs> oh. Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. See, I've got Nicolas Cage in my... Oh, mm, no, John Travolta and Swordfish. Oh! oh! I reckon he's got that. Has he, he got is, that? He has correct. got that. Because that, okay. that was on TV the other night. Is it? There you go. Yep. I so, you know, Swordfish. add three out of five, any more than a P1's a waste of effort. Yeah. So I reckon I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Wait, wait what's, what's Swordfish about? I haven't seen it. Uh, a guy ha- typing in a computer. Hugh Jackman, funnily enough. Oh! As a hacker. And Halle Berry. Yes. Okay. They're hackers. In a jumpsuit. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hollywood just fails at portraying hacking... In any sort of sense of realism. No real hackers wear a jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) They don't just type at keyboards either. Okay, sorry. Getting sidetracked. Yep. Uh, (laughs) uh, While this movie is an intelligent examination of the gun trade, it is too scattershot in its plotting to connect. So this would be Nicolas Cage and this would be... Oh, I don't think I can remember the name of the movie, but it's um, he is an international gun um, trafficker. <gasps> Lord of War. Lord of War, that's right. the one. Boom, has he got that again? It's not fair if you give him the answer. <laughs> I think I need to serve a half. I mean, I'm, a, I'm fully on Team Mark right now because yeah. he's smashing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm just on Team Anti-Josh. <laughs> well, just, just let me say, I failed Matt Damino's spectacularly. Wait, so I'm happy nobody ever it. gets those yeah, right. No one. What's Simon the point of that two segment? of them right. I did. Yeah, yeah, but Simon's on the show every week. She should get some right. Yeah. He should figure it out. <laughs> All right, last one. If anyone should, the host of his own program should probably understand yeah, probably. what's going on. You'd expect uh, so. The two lead actors play cat and mouse and literally play each other, 
against a beautifully stylized backdrop of typically elegant over the top. Vibes. We have been there, and while I run my fingers slowly over Simon's <laughs> face, <laughs> I will say that is face off with uh, both. Dude, I've already prepped the applause. Actors. He's yeah. already yeah yeah. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, too good. I gotta take Mitchell for a walk uh, just to get rid of the fuming that's there's steam coming out of his ears over there. The whole studio is fogging up. Community event. Tell everyone about it on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. Contact us at info at hillsradio.com.au. That's info at hillsradio.com. This is Mary Angley. You're listening to The Simo Show on 88.9 FM. Thanks, Mary. Welcome back into the live studio of 88.9 FM, the voice of the Adelaide Hills. If you'd like to call us, have a chat, kick back and have a bit of a chat about a few things. 83913885. This is Simon saying Mitch's name. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> he refuses. Just I'm not you, doing this anymore. You, you should have mixed it up, Simon. Because you stuffed it up once. No, nah, nah, I'm not having it. Rage. Quit. <laughs> I, I won't be humiliated on live now, radio. We're a topical news kind of interview program celebrating the people of Adelaide and I guess, all things. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's one <laughs> sitting over there. Mark, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Yeah, I had a bit of an American accent. Then he kind of followed me. I did. My bad. <laughs> um, well, this uh, story, funnily enough, is American. Yes. Now, are you familiar with the uh, internet, 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 internet star, the Grumpy Cat? Uh, yes, I am. You're familiar with this? Yes. Because how many, it's got a, has it got a Twitter account? You would know this. It would, de- it definitely would, surely. <laughs> Every inanimate object I, and, and I, half sentient thing. I don't like it, thing. but yeah, it would. It would. Uh, well, life is imitating art because Grumpy Cat has hit Broadway stage. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Oh, I know about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, then go on, share. No, I just know that there's going to be a Grumpy Cat musical or whatever. <laughs> well, uh, so I was talking to Mark off air, ladies mm. and gentlemen. That's it. Welcome. We're going to go behind the curtain <laughs> just for a moment. We were talking a little bit about whether or not you'd done any travel. Yes. And whether or not you'd hit the kind of the theatre meccas of the world. Yes, you do. Which is West End Broadway. Yep. Broadway. Been to Broadway? So not been to Broadway yet. Uh, going to Broadway later this year. Well, you two... I'd like to say I was going to Broadway, but I'm... Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you two could see the Grumpy Cat in the Broadway show uh, Cats. Grumpy Cat in Grumpy. Broadway oh, Okay, yes. so it's not surrounding Grumpy Cat. No, no, no. He no. makes a cameo. Come on, mate. I mean, not everyone gets to the lead role. Oh, wait, Mark's <laughs> here. Um, now, life will imitate art when the internet sensation Grumpy Cat joins the cast of a Broadway musical Cats... Uh, he's joining on Friday, so when are you going? Well, uh, not quite that soon. Not quite soon? Saturday. No, because, of course, on the weekend I need to be here performing Ariel at the convention. Oh, yes, of course. Saturday. That makes at sense. At 7.30 on Saturday and 5.30 <laughs> on Sunday. Boom, he smashed that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the the, uh, the cat uh, with the comical frown and the feline dwarfism, it we worked into the end of the show and will become an honorary jellical cat. Oh, good Lord. Isn't, is Cats a sort of a serious musical? No. <laughs> no? Is there, there's parts of it, isn't there? No, I think, well, there are parts. There's not too know. many serious musicals. I know, the only song... I know from it is a uh, memory. Memories? Yes, memory. No, you got it in one. Yeah. Susan Boyle, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a good rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Go now, out on a limb. And, and that, that <laughs> shut down every time. Now, what's Go out, out on a limb. On. You're a cat. You always land on your feet, mate. You don't need to worry. Now the uh, the what show you you. you, you <laughs> <laughs> now the show you mentioned uh, Wait, comical? Wait, did you say serious? There's not many serious yeah. musicals uh, So, and the ones that are Have you had to work with any animals? 
Uh, no, I've been very fortunate. Right. I, I, we were going to do a season of uh, Carmen. We had a fantastic touring production of Carmen with State Opera that was going to actually have horses in it. Oh, uh, but uh, fortunately for us, the horses couldn't make it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, shout out to Emma Knights, who that seems to be her niche oh, at the yes. moment, right? Oh, absolutely. Did you go and see it? Oklahoma Any? on a farm. Yes. Well, hey. Yeah, I think that's happening again. It is. Yes. In uh, Charles Smith, who's just finishing off a bit at night, is coming on the show mm. uh, in a couple of months. And uh, look forward to seeing them work with animals. So you, Spectacular. Is it a good idea, Mark? Do you, what do you think? Do you know what? Uh, the last child I worked... No, no, I've worked with children. <laughs> One of them I'm My here bad. with tonight. Yeah, no, no, the children I've not had a problem with, but um, I, I'd be very nervous to work with animals. Do you know why I did a, a good... Do you know why I know I did a good job at, in a child chorus <laughs> with Mark? Tell us. Okay, um, I'm going to tell you anyway. I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted you to indulge me. Uh, it was because when I went up and introduced myself to Mark, it took a while. So it means that if you're a child and people don't remember you from yeah. musicals, it means that's a good thing because yeah. you didn't draw attention to yourself, you weren't annoying, you weren't irritating. You're actually, uh, that means it's a good thing. Or did you pretend not to know him so you would stop talking? I was trying really hard to not know him. No, no, no. Uh, I just, I, but, but when I did realise it was you, I, yes. it, it was a pretty spectacular light bulb it, moment. It, it was, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, I do that to people a lot because I, like you, disappeared for a couple of years. Yes. And now you've grown up. That's the other thing about being a child and turning into an adult. Yeah. yeah. In body, but not in mind. <laughs> this is Hysteria by Muse. Hysteria? Wow, I've gone kind of hectic here. Hey, this is Will. Hey, this is Shin. And we're from Indiego. And you're listening to The Simo Show. Yeah, 8 to 10, Monday nights on Hills FM, 88.9. All right. Rock and roll. <laughs> now, uh, we're getting towards the end of the show where we're going to kind of debrief and, and have a little bit of a, a chat about what you've learnt on the show oh, and, and whether you come back or not. <laughs> now, but first and foremost, I've got a little bit more about what I notice on a day-to-day basis, you know, when you're doing a shopping or anything like that. Here we, here we go. All right, I'm ready. He, he always senses when something's something's um, been prepared i'm ready to, to be shocked <laughs> uh do you have you ever i mean have you ever had to do your own shopping mitchell i i do my i shop once a week <laughs> once every two weeks for juice or something yeah noodles uh, chicken twisties now do you guys do you use which checkout do you use mark i always go to check out with a person now why because i want a young person to have a job Right. Okay. That's so that's why. that's full stop. That that is exactly the it's reason. About the yep. economy. A bit of charisma. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, one thing that I notice is kind of. Have you ever witnessed Q rage? Oh yes. A little bit. You've, you've, it's you've, everywhere. Yeah, it's I, everywhere. I may have caused Q rage <laughs> on occasion. All <laughs> oh, right. I just I just got to pop back to aisle twelve at the other end. Of, you'll be okay, won't you? <laughs> you would. That is that is quintessential, Mark. I can that's actually. Right. I had a brilliant visual from that. Thank you very much. Now I yeah I'm quick. I notice those quite often, especially with the self-service type units, especially when there's, I mean, we've already discussed that your handler, Anna, is quite good with the mm. technical aspect of things. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she wouldn't have this problem, but when people are scanning items at the... Too many items in the bagging area. <laughs> <laughs> Unchecked <Yeah>. item. etc., <laughs> etc. Et and do you ever notice that in the queue, there's all of a sudden, there's just, there's like, it's like before Pompeii. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, absolutely. It, there's the rumble. Mm-hmm. There's kind of the steam. Oh, yeah, just stern looks. Yeah. yeah. My favourite one is when you get people that try to kind of absorb you into their fury. Like, yeah. can, can, can you believe this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, they try to look for reinforcement. Now, in, uh, in, 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 in Britain. Yes. Okay, so. They love queuing there. They love do queues. love queuing. 
And, of course, I mean, I'm not sure if they're good cures. I mean, I'm sure there's better cures out there. There have been uh, some people that have been arrested and charged for swapping uh, carrots for apples type deal. Ah. Scanning apples and uh, and programming in carrots. Right. Now... Watch out. <laughs> nearly one in uh, one in five admit to this false representation. Have you ever witnessed witnessed this? One in well, five is a lot. It does seem like a lot. That's that one w- person in this room. That would also require. Well, actually, I think <laughs> it's probably photographer. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just shaking his <laughs> shaking his head. He still doesn't want to speak. He's yeah. over there. He's got like he's got apples in a in a <laughs> carrot bag, <laughs> just <laughs> chomping on him. A at the back. carrot bag. Yeah. A bag specifically designed to help hold carrots. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so with, with the carrot logo. <laughs> oh dear! How many bags would you need at the supermarket? I mean, how much do you think it costs supermarkets a year? Oh, my guess is it's in the millions. But obviously, oh, obviously, it doesn't cost them enough to just employ staff. No, one point six billion. Seriously? Yeah, supermarkets That's just like, in Britain. Just in Britain. Wow, mm-hmm. that's they're real Al Capones. You know, <laughs> high high criminal masterminds here. So, so do you have anything in your article there that explains why people think it's okay to do that? Uh, save cash, obviously. Well, there's. Is, <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they doing that or are they sticking it to the man? Yeah, oh, there's that. Sticking yes. it to the supermarket. Yeah. Man. To the supermarket like, man. wait, as in, yeah, I'm going to scan these apples as carrots because you should hire more stuff. Correct. It's That's all right. the teenagers. Meanwhile, you're ripping us off anyway. So meanwhile, I'm someone's some trying to do it for the first time, and then there's Q rage happening behind <laughs> them. They're just like, can you? Believe, you can't even. You can't even rip them off properly. <laughs> now. The uh, the blame is actually on the technological faults that are associated with it. So while there's Q-Rage happening behind it, yeah. um, people are, you know, they're just like, well, I've waited so long, I might as well, you know, not scan my, ap- my apples or I might as well scan them as carrots, etc. Placing a value on my time. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, whereas I think there's a psychological view on it as well. People feel bad about potentially doing it in front of someone else as right. opposed to a... Uh, well, the machine isn't sentient just yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Give it a week. Unchecked <laughs> item in the bag area. area. <laughs> that, and it's talking about you. That's when it had laser eyes. Now, Japan, once again, the innovative, the oh, innovative nation of yep. the world. Mm-hmm. All right, they, lay it on me. They've, <laughs> they've, they've <laughs> attempted to fix this. Okay, so you know when you slide your items through the checkout. Yep. Scan all right. Yep. Uh, and they beep. Yep. All right, so <laughs> in Japan, uh, there's a particular supermarket that now it's, and I'm... Is that how you say it? Or is it anime? And I'm how An- I, anime. Thank you. They have these themed checkouts. Teenagers everywhere now. just groan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it anime? <laughs> I, I don't really know. <laughs> and they they make a cat sound, so they meow as you scan them. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Check. Yeah, check. Why though? Could you imagine the cue rage no. in behind? That sounds know, it's horrific. Pretty, it's yeah, pretty cute. Just just <laughs> meow that item. Why Why are they meowing, though? I don't know. There's something about the cat, obviously, that is very interesting to people in Japan, maybe. Or shoppers in Japan, specifically. <laughs> I don't understand. Either that, or they've recently... Is that why it's supposed to... So they're supposed to, like, feel guilty. So the cat... The, the, it makes a cat maybe, noise. Maybe. Maybe. And they're like, I couldn't hurt this poor kitten. I'm going to make sure I scan these carrots as carrots. I'm thinking that, or it's some kind of innovative way that the Broadway show Cats has come oh. up to advertise their oh. show. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, no, actually. <laughs> no, going, going to go, Okay, no, no I, I got an idea. Going even further, I think Cats the Musical, yep. they invented pets in order to advertise their musical. Their musical. They invented cats right. being in the home. That's a lot more conspiratorial. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, it's why the musical is so widely successful. Well, you know, it's been around since Egyptian times. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, longest Cats, running show real old one. <laughs> longest, long, longest running show on the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> 
Easy for me to say. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, just sorry. It took me a while, but I got there. <laughs> now, <laughs> you did mention before that something you never get to hear on the radio is Led Zeppelin. I did. Yeah. Now, funnily enough... Uh, it's We're not going to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> because you never get to hear it on the radio. No, I actually uh, I actually complete the show with uh, a Zep track every week. You have made me a very happy man. There we go. Yeah. Uh, now, this is a little a bit lie. of thinking music. That's a little bit sad, isn't it? If I listened to you, I would have already known that. Well, you know. Not, <laughs> Who does? Not, not many people make it this far, Mark. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> already out of here. Including me. I'm gone. Yeah, actually, this is pre-recorded. Yep. I've already left. <laughs> What did you learn on the show this evening, Mark? What I learned on the show, I learned that you are still a hilarious, hilarious oh, really? young man to spend time with. Oh, okay. Well, I do try. That's like my one thing. I, I learned that I'm, <laughs> you know, thing. pretty darn bad at um, Matt Damon's. Yeah. yeah Everybody is, though. No, that's, that's okay. 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 Do you know what else I learned? Mm, I yeah. learned that Ariel is running two shows at the convention centre oh, really? this weekend. He's good. 7.30 on oh. Saturday night. Yep. Oh, okay. 5.30 on Sunday night. Bookings at trybooking.com. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. What an odd thing to learn. Uh, yeah, I think I learned that as well. Yeah. Are you you're not gonna are you trying to get away with not saying anything because <laughs> you can't series, think of anything else. Through spot. a series of repetition I've managed to get hold of that. Um, what about yourself? Uh, I learnt that uh, you know, later tonight I'm going to try and call Christopher Walken and, and get, <laughs> get him, him to, to organi- organise nice. a musical of my life. Mitch, Mitch the musical. Yeah. That's, it's got a nice ring. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think the opening number should pretty much go, hi, this is Sam saying Mitch's name. Nice. We can like set it. that to music, can't we? Yeah. And then he can do the trailer. Right? Oh, yeah. This in is a Mitch, world, the musical, <laughs> where Mitchell Driver exists. <laughs> this is the story. Well, there you go. Man. I learnt a lot of stuff. A lot oh, of stuff. All right. Yep. Good on you. I mean, that, <laughs> that, the main thing that I learnt was that we here buck the trend. Do we? Yeah. We have five people in this room and none of us have ever scanned apples as carrots. There you go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Revolutionary, right? I mean, that statistic was from the UK, though. So. It was. Well, but it was probably more here. <laughs> although, funnily enough... In I think the- it's less. I think... <laughs> I like to believe in South Australians. Yeah. We queue up at the bus stop. Oh, yeah. And let people in, depending on how early they got there. I think that's amazing. Oh, did you see in the census that our particular area is... Uh, amazing? No, it's... Uh, they're the most content. Really? Yeah. Welcome. You've, you've been on radio in the most content <laughs> the most area content. in Australia. Can we say, chill. can that be the, the calling of the show yeah. now? Welcome back to the Simo Show, the <laughs> most content area in Australia. <laughs> exactly, the content airwaves of Hills Radio. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's it from us, I reckon. Say, uh, say goodbye, Mitch. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, <laughs> Anna. Goodbye. And uh, it's uh, goodbye from me.